In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to St. Joseph's Chamber. In this episode, I would like to offer you seven keys to inner transformation. Seven ways by which you can change your life. This is no guarantee that these will work, um, but they may well work. So let me offer them to you from a Catholic perspective. And these are, I'm just looking over them now. So far as I'm aware, these are the recommendations, yes, of the Holy Catholic Church. This is what the Catholic Church recommends if you want to be changed. And she recommends other things as well. This isn't exhaustive, but these are seven things that she recommends. So the first thing is to read the Gospels, read the Holy Gospels, the four Gospels uh, in the Christian scriptures, the Catholic scriptures. Pope Francis has said, try to spend 10 or 15 minutes a day uh, meditating on a small passage of the Holy Gospels. You might like to pick the passage of the day every single day in the Catholic Church. There are readings, daily readings, and you can get access to these through the internet or through apps or even through the through appropriate books. And every single day there's a gospel reading. So you might wait, it's only about 10 verses or so, won't take long to read, but you could read it, reread it, and perhaps read it a third time, meditate on it. So that might be useful. Um, but the Holy Scriptures, and especially the New Testament and Psalms, and especially the Gospels, try and become more familiar. And if you want to read huge chunks of Holy Scripture, make sure you pick a translation that's easy to understand. I recommend, for example, something like the Good News translation. The second thing would be fasting. Now, fasting can be a very powerful spiritual discipline and is um, commanded of all Catholics, um, unless they're exempt for various reasons. And it always has been. um, The Church has always commanded her faithful, so far as I'm aware, to fast. Uh, Obviously, some people uh, are always exempt uh, for various uh, reasons. Uh, Pregnant women, people who are gravely ill, and so on. uh, People, perhaps people on um, medication, perhaps people for whom fasting would damage their health. You know, um, the church takes all these things into consideration, uh, but there is something about feeling hungry and feeling physically weak. There's a power to that. The Apostle Paul says, when I am weak, it is then that I am strong. When I feel weak, physically weak, When I am weak, then I am strong. So, uh, if you want to be involved in some fasting, 
the Catholic Church has different fasting traditions. In the Latin Rite, for example, it tends to be focused on giving up meat on Fridays and eating fewer meals on certain days of the year, so eating less. Uh, perhaps limiting yourself to one or two meals a day. Uh, again, uh, you should talk to a priest about these things. Um, and you sh shouldn't do more than uh, you can handle. Um, and in the Eastern Catholic traditions, we, which I'm a part of, uh, we, we tend not to focus on eating less as such. We tend to abstain from uh, high calorific foods, foods which fill you up. <laughs> we tend to abstain from them. Meats, uh, dairy, eggs, um, those, are the, those are the big three, really. Um, and, you know, it's, there's, there's these different options. But uh, fasting is something that should not, should not be overlooked for spiritual transformation. Definitely not overlooked. Um, it has always had a massively important place in the church. And we even see this in both the Old and New Testaments as well. In the New Testament, the Apostle, the New Testament, the Apostles seem to be fasting all the time. The third thing, discover Saint Therese of the Child Jesus. Discover Saint Therese of the Child Jesus. She has an autobiography out, which she wrote in the 19th century, called uh, I think it was the 19th century. I forget now what date she died. Um, certainly towards the end of the 19th century. Um, perhaps in the early part of the 20th century. Forgive me if my dates are wrong there. Um, but uh, it's called The Story of a Soul. And it is electrifying. If you want to see uh, what a modern saint looks like, read that book. <laughs> um discover Saint Therese, she has been called the greatest saint of modern times. The fourth thing which the Catholic Church uh, strongly recommends is uh, to avoid all kinds, every kind of sexual temptation and sexual sin. Um, and the church has always commanded this. Uh, we see this in the New Testament and it's been a standard thing right throughout Catholic history. And uh, the, th this is because these particular sins can be very, very damaging to spiritual life uh, and to one's character. So um, be wary of that. And... Um, the church, the church recommends, obviously, the sacrament of confession as a great help here, and also the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, which has great power in, in dimming the, the lusts within us, and the passions within us. That, 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 is the, that is what the Holy Eucharist does. It, uh, it attacks these passions and attacks these lusts and these uh, things that get welled up in our, so in our souls and in our, in our bodies. The fifth thing, prayers of consecration. These are, these are prayers in the Catholic Church. You can find them on the internet and, and in various books. I recommend a, a, a particular app called Laudati, which is a 
the number one Catholic app in the world, I think. And it's got uh, prayers and prayers, prayers of consecration. These are prayers where you consecrate yourself to something, whether it's to the divine will or to Saint Joseph, especially to Mary and her Immaculate Heart. These are really uh, exceptional prayers. That there's, there's, so, there's something of a true abandonment and surrender, a giving your entire self to God through these prayers. Look at them. And if you can, pray them and pray them from the heart. They, they are very likely to change your life. The sixth thing is discover the Holy Rosary. Have a look at how to pray the Rosary. And really the Rosary is, is, is quite simple in its essence. It is a meditation on the life of Christ and the life of Mary. It takes you through the whole incarnate life of Jesus Christ from his birth and before his birth all the way to his death and after his death. And during all of that, we meditate on the life of Christ by praying repeatedly the Lord's Prayer and many Hail Marys. And we also recite the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed. And so it's got everything you need there. It really hits the target of uh, what the church recommends you meditate on. And recommends what you pray. The two most important prayers in the Catholic Church are the Lord's Prayer and the Hail Mary. And the, and the Church offers these and the life of Christ and the Creed. She offers all the very central things <laughs> through the Rosary. And, and she recommends that we pray the Rosary every day or something similar to the Rosary. There's a uh, beautiful story of Saint Seraphim of Sarov, who is an Orthodox saint, Russian Orthodox saint, who recommended to uh, who recommended to his friends and to those who came to visit him that they pray 150 Hail Marys every evening, <laughs> and apparently uh, he and those who did this that they would see miracles through this. Uh, this is very similar to, to, to what the Rosary is. is. Uh, the Rosary is 50 Hail Marys. But you get the point. Uh, praying these repeated Hail Marys and Lord's Prayers, that th there's something of miraculous power uh, in it and has the power to change us. And lastly, lastly, and something that the church is focusing on more and more and has been for uh, the last uh, couple of hundred years. Get to know Mary. Get to know Mary. Read uh, quotes from saints on Mary. See what they say. I'm going to do a, a podcast at some point. I, I, I'm hoping to anyway. Um, where I, I share with you some, some, some incredible quotes from saints, down, all for, down through many of the centuries, 
on what they had to say on Mary and just how vital she is to the Christian life. Uh, read some of these quotes. You can get them from the internet and you can find them, in, again, find them in, uh, in books. Especially one book, which might be the greatest book ever written on Mary. It's called True Devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. Try and get hold of that book. Uh, and uh, there's, an, there's another one by him as well. Um, oh, goodness. Forgot, and I've forgotten what it's called, but it's a much it's a much shorter one, and it's again on Mary. And try and read this saint, Saint Louis de Montfort. He he may well become a doctor of the Catholic Church um, fairly soon, uh, because he was very useful in in influencing the popes and influencing the church to really home in much more on Mary because of the. Spiritual might that God has entrusted to her. So, anyway, I'll leave it at that, and I suppose that's enough for us all to be <laughs> getting on with. I wish you all the very best in your uh, spiritual walk and spiritual life, um, whatever your uh, spirituality, whatever your religion or worldview. Um, if any of this has in any way been useful, um, then then I thank God for that. God bless you. Bye.